Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I appreciate you joining me today. Before we jump off, I want to do what I do every week and just remind you that what you're about to hear today should not be construed as individual investment advice, but instead just mine and our firm's opinion on what's going on more broadly in the market. If you'd like to discuss how this might relate to your individual portfolio, I'd encourage you to give us a call here at the office. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Now, I'm a cynical guy. And I think probably after the last few years, most of you who are listening to this are a little cynical as well, especially when we hear good news. And that's understandable. Ten days from now is going to be the three-year anniversary of when I wrote our first COVID memo to our clients, which became the Weekly Insight Memo, which became the Weekly Insight Podcast. And it has not exactly been a three-year period full of good news. We've had a worldwide pandemic, a contested presidential election, violence at our nation's capital, more pandemic, the first war in Eastern Europe since World War II, more pandemic, and runaway inflation. Anybody tired yet? I know I am. I'm a little sick of it. So it's understandable then when we have a good start to the year, as we have so far in 2023, that we're all waiting a little bit for the other shoe to drop. And so this week, I want to dive into that other shoe and talk about what might happen over the next three months or so that could cause some volatility, and why, even if that shoe does drop, we still think portfolios can have a pretty good year. So let's take a look. I spent a good bit of time last week walking through the market's response to the Fed meeting on February 1st, and in that discussion, which you can go click back to last week's podcast and listen to, I worried a little bit that maybe the public was pulling all the good from Chairman Powell's remarks, but ignoring the rest of his remarks. And, you know, that's not really a new thing. In fact, the market has been really focused on the good since the beginning of the year, well prior to the Fed meeting and Powell's comments. We started the year with the big banks and research shops starting to lower their expectations for a recession in 2023. On January 5th, Goldman Sachs put out a much-read piece which lowered the probability of a recession to 35% and indicated they believed much of the drag from the Fed rate increases had already been felt. Then there was the expectation for what the Fed would actually do. After a year of wild rate increases, the expectations for what the Fed was going to do this year began to shift. Expectations for the February meeting started at a half a percent of of rate increase and dipped to 25 basis points, which ended up being correct. But more importantly, the expectation for the terminal rate changed. Where investors had previously expected the rate hike process to end at a rate of 5 to 5.5%, now traders were expecting it to end in April at a rate of 4.75 to 5%. All of that led to a great first month of the year across all sectors of the market. And while we have had some negative results in the last 10 days or so since the jobs report, gains still persist across all the major indices. I've taken to calling this the Christmas morning syndrome. Those of you who have or, or currently are raising kids know what it's like when Christmas morning rolls around. There is excitement, yes, absolutely, but there is also a significant lack of patience. 
the weight can be just a little bit too much for the young ones. And I think the same may be happening here with the market. We all know there is good news on the horizon, but we just cannot wait. It's been far too long. We've been getting kicked in the shins by this market, by world events for the last three years, and people just want to move on. So that leads us to where we are today, because sentiment has shifted yet again. Once the market actually digested Powell's comments and the blowout jobs report, opinions began to shift once again on interest rate policy. Now, the expectation today is that we will have a total of three rate increases this year, February, March, and May, and that the Fed will be done in May. There's also very little hope that the Fed is going to cut interest rates before the end of the year. That's different as well from what we saw earlier. But here's the thing. That is well within what we all thought at the beginning of the year anyway. First and foremost, the current expectation is nearly perfectly in line with what the Fed said they were going to do at their last meeting in December. The majority of the committee believed rates would peak at 5 to 5.25% and remain there for the rest of the year. I did a memo and a podcast back on January 3rd, the very beginning of the year, and we included the probability chart for the rate increase from the CME group, something we've done a lot of. At the beginning of the year, it was pretty straightforward. They expected rates to go to 4.75% in the January meeting, 45 to 5% in the March, 5 to 5 and a quarter in the May meeting, and stay there before they began to gradually return back to where we started the beginning of the year. The chart today does not look much different than that. The only significant changes are the belief that we would raise rates by 50 basis points in January, instead we ended raising by 25, and the belief that the Fed may trim rates at the end of the year. Even without that, we're well within kind of a 10 to 15% probability range from where we were on January 1st. It looks very different than it looked 10 days ago, but it looks a lot like it looked at the beginning of the year. And I've actually included those probability charts from January 3rd and the one from over the weekend in our latest memo. I'd encourage you to go look because they are incredibly similar. Which brings us back to what we said about this process at the beginning of the year. In that memo, we said, quote, the debate is not about rates going to 6.5%. It is instead about will we get a 50 basis point hike in February or a 25 basis point hike? Or will we get a 0.75% raise in total hikes this year or 1%? Again, this is all around the margins. Barring dramatic changes in inflation, the era of 0.75% rate hikes is over. End quote. That's what we said on January 3rd. It's all around the margins. That's what I need you to understand right now. Because until we get to the end of this rate hike process, the mechanics of it are going to be debated. Markets are going to fluctuate. We're going to have good months like we had in January, and we're going to have not so good weeks like we had last week. But the script is largely written. The market and the Fed are really just filling in the dialogue now. Bluntly, I've been a little bit surprised at how well markets have performed so far this year. I continue to believe that the back half of this year, after the Fed is done raising rates is where the real potential for performance lies. But this positive performance we've seen since January 1st, it just gives us room for error as we work towards that jumping off point. So as we have volatility, 
over the coming weeks and the coming months, I would just ask you to remember that the issues we're experiencing right now are not groundbreaking ones. It is not a pandemic. It is not a war. It is not rising inflation. It is instead the machinations of how we end rate hikes, and it's not nearly as concerning as what we've been through in the past few years. It is all around the margins. So with that, we'll wrap it up this week. If you have any questions, I'd encourage you to give us a call here at the office. As always, I can be reached at 515-273-1333, or you can visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Securities offered through RTA Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered through RTA Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.